and welcome back to this week's episode or the first episode of 2024 of the Running Deep podcast with me, your friendly host, Kent Mullins. And I've missed you guys. I really actually have. Um, You know, I I really miss the, I guess, engagement, um, talking to you guys about the episodes and just talking to people in general. Um, I've been a bit of a hermit over this, you know, Christmas period and yeah, I'm back, and I'm I'm feeling refreshed, sort of-ish. Are we ever really refreshed? I'm not too sure, probably not. But yeah, I, I've, um, I've been doing good, you know, as you guys know, I'm in hospitality, and the restaurant's doing really well, uh, life's pretty good, training's doing, you know, my training's coming along really, really well, as, as well, for those who don't know, I have signed up to a Ironman, a full Ironman uh, in May, uh, in Port Macquarie, so yeah, I've, I've got a few things happening this year, but I just thought, you know, this week I didn't want to get a, uh, a, a guest on, um, I'd rather just give you guys the inside of a few things that have, uh, I guess a more real and vulnerable side to me, as you guys know, this is what I do, but to, um, you know, just start things off, as you know with this podcast, I love doing it, I love talking to people and the only setback I have with this is, you know, it costs me money. It really does cost me money. Um, if I want to rent the studio and get more high quality, I guess, audio and video, it, I have to rent a space. Um, so I'm really relying on you guys as my audience uh, to, to help out. You know, I'm not asking for handouts. I'm just asking that if you are getting value from these episodes and what I'm bringing out and putting forward, you know, I have set up a Patreon, which I will put in the show notes and it doesn't have to be much, you know, if I get five people doing it at, you know, $5 a month or, or $20, whatever it is, just chump change, you know, that will go towards and help me finance doing these episodes, getting in, you know, for studio time. And that's what I love doing. I love sitting face to face, you know, and, and look, Zoom is Zoom, but I love sitting in front of someone and, and just, you know, reading their emotions, being a part of that moment there and then. And it comes out, you know, especially in those in those real deep episodes, you know. It's human connection and that, that's why I'm calling on you guys. I need help. I'm reaching out that I do need help with this because it isn't cheap. But, you know, if you pay for cheap, you get cheap. So... Yeah, I have put that in the show notes. Now, with the Patreon, I know there's different tiers, and I'm, I'm in the process of setting up different tiers of what different tiers will get you. Um, you know, an idea that I've had is, you know, if I get enough people, male and female, that, you know, a, a bi-weekly meeting for us to just talk, you know, a, a group sort of, not talk, I guess, share, just for sharing uh, things that have gone on in our life or in our week that we just want to get out. You know, no one has to say anything back to you. No one has to, you know, converse with you. It's just a place for you to let it out and for someone to listen. And that's all it is, just a space to feel safe, uh, a space that, you know, you know you're not going to be judged. Because, you know, if you're listening to this, you are probably gone through some shit and you're probably not the type of person to judge and, and talk shit about other people because, again... You, you wouldn't you wouldn't be listening to this sort of content you know um but yeah i'll leave that at that i'll put that in the show notes um but 
just to piggyback off that, like, you know, I think for what I'm doing, you know, I guess people look, and again, social media, it's that whole sense of people are doing better than me, people are doing a lot more. And, you know, I, I, I still feel that. You know, I, um, I, maybe that's just wired into me that I'm not enough, I'm not doing enough. And I think from the outside looking in, um, and it's been over this, you know, two months off that I've sort of still feel that same energy, I guess, that am I enough? Am I, am I doing enough? You know, people look at me and they go, oh, wow, you know, you're, you're an ultra athlete, you're running a successful restaurant, you're in hospitality, you're doing really well for yourself, you've got a family, you've got kids, um, you got the nice bike, you know, things are looking good, like you, you've got a podcast, you, you know, you look successful, but on the inside, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't, I, I don't see it, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, I, I feel lost, I, I, as much as I want to grow this podcast, you know, I, there's that voice of resistance in me that sort of says, can you, can you do it, are you going to do it, um, I, I just have this feeling, uh, of that I'm just not good enough, and, and I think a lot of us feel like that, but I'm just telling you guys that it's okay, you know, I'm, I feel lost, I genuinely feel lost, I don't know, you know, I'm supposed to enjoy the passage of time, enjoy this life that I have now, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, like I've got, you know, all these ideas in my head, but I, I don't know how to act on them, I, I'm as flawed as anybody, I've still got shit going on in my head. I've I I haven't changed in two months. I just yeah, I just had time to sit with a lot of it, and you know, to be completely honest, I'm lost. You know, I I don't know what I want to do. All I know is I want to be a caring, good husband, uh, a great dad, a great athlete, and I want to find meaning in my work. Fuck, maybe I just <laughs> answered my own my own question, but that's what I want, but if I zoom out and, and look at, you know, the point to point, where do I want to end up, I have no fucking idea, I don't know, all I know is I want to help people with this podcast, I want, I want to make it big with this podcast, not for the sake of making it big, but I want to help, I want to show people through my suffering that you can get better, you know, and I, I read this quote, funnily enough, today, because I, I, I think a lot in my head. It was, you know, I told my, psycho my psychologist once that I'm sad because I can't decide what I really want from my life. And he replied, maybe this is you, a person who continuously creates his life, likes to experience new things and does what he wants. This sounds beautiful to me. And I just sort of, like... It sits with me well, but I, it doesn't sit with me well. I think, you know, maybe with ultra marathons and that, you know, there's a point to point, you know where you're going to end up. And maybe the magic isn't, you know, the end result. You know, you hear, you hear a lot of this, 
hear the quotes of, you know, the person who you become on the journey is what counts the most. It's not the end result. And I'm really trying to sit with that. I'm really trying to, you know, understand that and embody it. Uh, shout out to Pip Russell for sending that to me as well. You know, I, 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 like I'm being real with you guys. I'm stuck. I feel stuck. I feel lost and I don't know what to do. And maybe I have to sit with this. Maybe I have to go through this. Like I've said in my podcasts in many episodes before that you've, you've, you've got to sit in the shit. You've got to go through it. And tell you what, I've been going through it for two months now and that hasn't really let up. It hasn't really let up. Now, I think, you know, this sort of is, is a perfect segue into, you know, these deeper, darker emotions, the feeling of that sort of pain. And, you know, to fill you in on my alcohol, you know, my alcoholism journey, my sobriety journey, I'm now what? Jeez, that's 295 days sober. Thank you. Being, I know you guys are giving me a massive round of applause. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm 295 days sober. I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, like, I'm not feeling good because I'm not drinking. Oh, yeah, I am. But I'm feeling good that I've kept it for so long. Um, I've kept going for so long. I'm feeling good, you know, mentally. I don't have head fog anymore. I, I think that I'm in the clear. Now, what I've learnt, especially, you know, through Christmas, everyone's drinking, through going to, you know, outings and whatnot with friends and family i don't need it you don't need it we don't need alcohol i've realized that me wanting to write myself off that's not me it's actually not me it's a trauma response you know when i feel uncomfortable i do get social anxiety um like am i funny if i don't drink I don't know, so I will drink. That's that's the whole mentality of being out. But the more I'm comfortable with myself, I realize that I don't have to be funny. I don't have to be the life of the party. I can just be me and people like me for just being me. And that's sort of like a weird, beautiful thing to realize. Um, but I'll be honest, nothing would make me more happy and more sad to get two bags of cocaine, two grams of cocaine, and a bottle of tequila, a bit of soda water, a bit of lime, and completely write myself off. Nothing would make me happier and sadder. And even saying that now, I get a little pep in my step. Like, imagine, just imagine writing myself off, like getting really fucked up drunk, really, really drunk. But I know where that life leads i know where that ends up it's not fair well first of all it's not fair on me i put in a lot of hard work and effort to to get to where i am now with my sobriety story and it's not fair on my kids especially not fair on my wife it's not fair it's not fair on you guys because i preach this shit i preach it you know and i i for those who are on their sobriety journey and are listening to this, I can promise you, I can actually 100% promise you something that it gets easier. That it does get easier. It takes time. It's not like a two-week fix because you've got to understand that you've been drinking 
you know, excessively for years. And you think two weeks off the piss is going to, you know, clear up <laughs> years and years and years of binge drinking. It doesn't work like that. So you do have to put in the time and it's a day by day thing. It sucks. It fucking sucks. But you get through it. You know, I told you guys previously that I um I was having weird dreams about drinking. I w- woke up at three o'clock in the morning wanting to get drunk. Like I don't usually do that. But I've got to realize that's a part of me that wants to drink. I don't particularly want to drink. I see what people, you know, I watched people get, you know, drunk over a period of an hour and I didn't like it. And I was just like, fuck. What am I like when I'm like that? When, you know, I get the real red flushed face, I start slurring my words, I'm talking absolute shit. And one part of me says, oh, that sounds like a really good time. But the other part of me that I really liked to, you know, really liked and and grown to like is saying, nah, man, you don't need that. You don't need that. And it's not fair on, on my body, it's not fair on my head that I've, been pushing myself with my training i've been pushing myself to be a better person and to throw it all away for you know a nine hour high or however long you're drinking for for a 72 hour low i don't know though that ratio doesn't doesn't really uh appease to me anymore you know you get real fucked up for let's say nine hours you know you start drinking at two or three in the afternoon Get home if you can last that long. But let's say 12 hours, you know, for a three-day low. I would prefer not to do that. But for those who are going through it, you know, you've got to start looking at how you word it. I'm really trying to refrain from calling myself an alcoholic. Um, I just don't drink anymore. That's it. You know, I guess if you call yourself an alcoholic, there's a certain story that you've got to tell i guess there's a certain box that you put into and there's a certain set of rules you have to play by to be an alcoholic and if you just sort of take the power away from the words i just don't drink anymore i don't do you want to do you want to be a man no like i i just i just don't drink oh why not i don't know i just don't drink anymore i just don't like being drunk i know that's a lie i fucking love being drunk but you know there is power in words and what we say to ourselves every single day. I don't think I've called myself an alcoholic for a couple of weeks now. Um, and it sort of takes the pressure off it as well. You know, when, when you say you're an alcoholic, people think that, you know, I guess your life was pretty fucked up, but um, people think that, you know, you're this unhinged person and you're, you're trying to keep it all in, keep it all together. And it's like, no, I've, I'm not giving it that power. I'm not giving those words you know, the power anymore. So for those who are, as I said before, you know, change the way you talk to yourself about it. And I, I know it's very cliche and it sounds funny, but it's true. Just just be careful with what you say out loud and internally because if you keep saying you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic and alcoholics relapse. Alcoholics go back to old ways if they aren't careful enough. And you're just a person that doesn't drink anymore. That's what it is. You just don't drink anymore. Why not? I just don't drink. I just don't like alcohol. Um, but it is hard. It has been hard. Um, there's many, many ups and downs. Many ups and downs. You know, the just the other day, 
Uh, especially in hospitality, it's hard. There's a lot of alcohol around. I was just sitting there, I was standing there in the bar, and I went, oh, I, I could so smash a double double tequila right now. As you may or may not have known, tequila's my thing. I love tequila, but I just know I can't. I'm going to let a lot of people down, a lot of people down. You know, I've been training my ass off, which I will get into, and I think this is a good change, change in gears here a bit. But I've been training my ass off, and I've I've really, I guess I haven't embodied the you know the the saying of your body's your temple because you know I still eat shit, I still eat the burger, I still eat the uh, the fish and chips, the hungry jacks, the McDonald's. I still love that. I I still do. Um, I'm not perfect, you know. I'm still vaping. I'm full blown addicted to nicotine, but that's something that I'm really trying to get off. But that one's hard. I think nicotine's harder than alcohol. Uh, but without the, I guess, there's, oh, we won't get into that. That's not something to want to talk about today. But yeah, the nicotine's really hard to get off. You know, I, if you want, I can get into that a tiny bit. But I um, I still vape it. I, I vape a lot. Uh, I, I guess I look at vaping as my little, my thing my little pat on the head, you know, good boy, Kent, you can have a vape, you just did a really hard session. Um, have I seen it affect my training? Not as much as I thought it would. Um, do I think if I got off vaping, it would help my training and better my health? 100%. But that's the issue I had with alcohol as well. I, um, yeah, I sort of use it, oh, if I do this session, I get to have a vape at the end of it. I know it's fucked up. I know everyone listening going oh my god what are you talking about but yeah i vape i'm i'm not perfect and this is what i was saying you know at the start of the podcast i'm not perfect i'm i'm far i am so far from perfect you know and then i go down this rabbit hole that i i need to get off the vape and you know it snowballs into suicidal thoughts that i'm not good enough my self-worth is shit and yeah yeah I just want you guys to know that whatever you're going through, whatever it is, you're okay. You know, you can get through it. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We just want to help people. We want to be helped. We want to be held. And when the time is right, it will um it will happen. So, anyway, <laughs> getting off on a tangent. Um, now with the training, I think this is a really good place to yeah change gears here a bit. And um, as I said at the start of the podcast, I have signed up to Port Macquarie Ironman. So for those who don't know what an Ironman is, it's a triathlon, uh, endurance triathlon. So a three point eight kilometer swim, a one hundred and eighty kilometer bike ride followed by a marathon of 42.2 kilometers all in one day. And that scares the living shit out of me. Actually, no, that's wrong. The bike scares the shit out of me. I uh, went for a 90 kilometer bike ride the other day. Uh, not flat either, about 900 meters of elevation. But my uh, the bike course for Port Macquarie is 1,600 meters of elevation. So it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. And to be on a bike for, you know, six to seven hours, that just, yeah, 
that scares me. And that really, really does scare me. But, you know, I know I'll be able to do it. I know, you know, I'm putting in the work. I am putting in the work. And I, um, again, over this past couple of months, I've come to realize a few things with my training. Now, I'm training, my coach is um, Adam or Adzi Gordon, for those who don't know, and probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. He gets me. I think he gets all the people he trains. Um, my training isn't too red hot. Like, there's nothing in there that you go, what the fuck is this? It is so basic, yet so good to follow. You know, there's no, like, triple set fartlek with... I don't know, weights and some hybrid shit thrown in the middle of it. There's none of that. It is so back to basics and that's, I think, what we all need. Just to go back to basics. And what I've started to realize is... (laughs) It's consistency. It's consistency. And, you know... I guess I call them the Instagram runners. You know, a lot of them are getting injured... And I look, I used to be an Instagram runner, you know. I was going out and running all my runs at, you know, zone three, zone four, and then posting it on Strava saying, oh, easy recovery run. But it's not the truth. My my zone two is like, what, six and a half minutes per K, low heart rate and recovery. But you see a lot of them. And look, only elite athletes, like I'm talking elite athletes, are running 4.30 to 4-minute Ks at their recovery. Like I'm talking the elite of the elite. Now, what I've started to see with them is that you see these guys who are so elite and you go, I wish I could get there, but you're putting in 10 years of training into it. You know, you're, I guess I started a bit late, but you know, we've got to realize these guys have been doing it for years. So, you know, Ad, my, my coach, Adzi, he can run a, off the bat a sub, sub three-hour marathon. But how long has that taken him to get to that point? Years. His entire life. It's not just three years of running and boom, like you can run a... You know. Of course, there is, with the right training, you can do that. But to run it without training, to run it without, you know, specific training... You got to be fit, and you've got to be. Your life has to be fit. It's not so much, you know, uh, a training block. Your life is a training block, but you can't look at it as a training block. Movement is what it is, and that's another part I love with training with Adzi is that its movement is medicine. You know, there have been times where I wasn't able to get out and do the three-hour ride or the four you know, the four-hour ride or the big swim session. And his response is, okay, well, get out and do something. You know, go move your body. Moving your body is better than doing nothing and sitting and and, and being in your bed. You know, go out, go for a walk with the kids or, or do something active. It's just better. And that is what I've really started to take on because in the past, I would beat myself up and go, I couldn't fit in the session. I... But then I, I've got to, you know, I forget that the past eight weeks I've been consistent with it, you know. But to be told that it's okay, you know, I if I miss a session here to here, it's not the end of the world. But as long as I'm 
95% consistent or just 80% consistent, it is better than, you know, doing a, a shit session that, you know, I, I, I didn't get the most out of. You know, and I'm, I'm turning up to each session now. It's all a, a mental thing as well. Now, I'm turning up to each session with the idea in my head that I'm, I'm going to give it my all. And I'm not saying effort-wise, but I'm going to get the most out of that session day to day. You know, I'm not going in half-assed. And like even today, I felt half-assed, but I did the best I could with what I had. And that is enough. I don't have to push it. I don't have to push my limit on each single session. It's just consistently good. You know, to be the best, you have to be consistently good. You know, a third of the time, you're going to fucking hate training. A third of the time, you're going to love it. And a third of the time, it's going to be pretty me- mediocre. And, you know, I, I I love training, but I fucking hate it. But if I do not train, I fall apart. And training is good for my head. And it's becoming a lifestyle. You know, it's taken five months of training to, <laughs> you know get my head to understand that it's a lifestyle it's not so much a training block it's a lifestyle you've got to live a fit life you've got to live a life of movement you know of triathlon you've got to be in it not just training wise but you got to, your head's got to be in it fill your head with what you want to do and where you want to be and you know that's become very important to me Again, it's only been a couple of months, but I've had a lot of realizations and it's it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Now, I know I know that the sessions are going to get harder uh, as we get closer to to the uh the big one. Do I think I'm going to finish it? I think I can finish it. I think I can finish it now. It's going to be, you know, hard and hurt, but this one's the special one. You know, the 48-hour track race was that was big, you know, but I went into that with no training and, I, you know, I didn't do the, you know, the best I possibly could and I did it for a good cause and whatnot. But, you know, for those who don't know the story with the Iron Man was I came home one night and this is the catalyst of me to, to get back, uh, to get back into it. Um, I came home extremely drunk my wife didn't want anything to do with me she was holding lily and i walked through the door and she had this look of just disgust just absolute disgust and you know i was overweight really overweight and i slumped down just didn't sit on the couch i was sitting on the floor eating my mcdonald's and i had a big mac I think I ate two Big Macs and a quarter pounder. And I realized I was, just, I was just a piece of shit. I was just a fucking piece of shit. I didn't think I had a problem with drinking, but I did. I do. And, um, yeah, I just had this feeling of fucking, I'm a nothing human being. I've got nothing to offer anybody. So, you know, the first thing that pops up on YouTube, because she's not talking to me, I'm by myself, fuck it, I'll just watch some shit on my phone. And the Iron Man finish line popped up. And I was just watching it going, oh, I remember doing triathlons when I was a kid, and, 
watching the people cross the finish line is what got me. You know, to, and I had the feeling, I knew the feeling of that looked hard. Like these people were crying for a reason. These people, you know, it's not so, oh, wow, okay. It's not so much about finishing the Ironman, but it's the journey. It's the journey to get there. the journey, the hard work, the dedication, the sacrifices to get there. That's what it that's what it was for me. That's what it was. I remember looking at my wife and telling her, you know, I was just crying. I just realized I needed to change something and it was that split moment of I'm gonna I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish one of these. Just to prove a point that I, I can do more than what I'm doing right now. And, yeah, I've now, you know, four, four and a half, five years later, I've officially signed up. I've officially signed up to an Ironman. You know, the one thing... That changed my life. It got me out. Oh fuck! It got me out of that. That um. Sorry. Oh. <sighs> yeah. It's it's the one it's the one that helped me change my life. <sighs> Sorry, if you're this far and listening to this. The, this this one is the um, the creme de la creme. This is the one that uh, I I've I've I'm working for. You know, I'm not really caught up with times. I'm not really caught up with. You know, am I going to go sub this or sub that? I just want to finish, and I want to hear those. I want to hear those words. Kent Mullins you are an Iron Man oh fuck I didn't think this is going to be an emotional podcast I want to hear those I want to hear those words and I'm going to I'm going to train my ass off to hear those words because I I I want to finish well. I want to finish well, and I, I, I want it to count. <laughs> I know I'd be able to finish it now. I know, but I, I really want it to count this time around. I want it to mean something. It will mean something if I finish or not. But yeah, I'm putting in the effort, and I'm changing my head about how I train and and what I'm doing with my training and how I'm balancing training with work and family and you know Adzi Gordon he's he's helping me get there and I got to give him more credit for this because he's showing me the way he, I you know we followed each other for a very long time and I thought fuck it I'm going to reach out and ask him to be my coach and it's the best decision I have made I've started his run club now you know I'm running with some like-minded people um 
you know, I'm, I'm with some really, I'm surrounded by a great team of people who all just want the best for you, you know, and vice versa. They, we want the best for each other. And Adzi's created a space that, you know, it's allowed, it's allowed, you're allowed, you know, you're allowed to run fast, you're allowed to run slow, you're allowed to enjoy the run, you're allowed to enjoy movement. Um, you know, the, I, not not shitting on anybody else's run clubs because each each their own. But this one, you know, there is there's no ego. There isn't an ego. It's just people that want to get fit. You know, no one's there in you know alpha flies and you know short shorts and you know their abs out and fuck you know what I mean. There's none of that shit. It's just. People that are there who want to suffer, who want to hurt, who want to go through the ringer to get to the greener, the greener grass, you know. But look, I think I've taken a bit of your time up. If you are this far in, I appreciate it. I know I got a bit emotional there, but there's one last thing that you know, especially with the training. I think with life, is sit in the rep you are in. Adzi's really nailed that into me. And run with courage. Get it done. You know, you look at your training block, you, you look at your life, you look at work, and you've, you've got so much there. You've got so much sitting there. You know, you, even with sobriety, you look at, you know, the road ahead and there's a lot there, but you break it down. You sit in the day you're in. You sit in the rep you're in. You know, you, you're doing one kilometer repeats at, uh, you know, threshold pace. And that's hard. That's tough. And as you get into those thresh, you know, you know, you've got five or six reps of those. It will get hard. Or, you, you, you know, you're into, you know, you're two weeks into sobriety and each day is getting harder and harder. And you don't know if you can hold on. But sit in it. Sit in the day. Sit in the rep. Make sure that rep is worth it. And if you do that, you move on to the next. You finish that one, okay, a bit of recovery, you get you get into the next rep, and you only do that rep. You're not thinking about the days ahead. You're not thinking about the rep ahead. You're not thinking about the work ahead. Same with an ultramarathon. It's all connected. It all makes sense. You know, how do you finish a 100-mile ultramarathon? You break it up into bite-sized chunks. How do you eat an elephant? You break it down into bite-sized chunks, edible pieces that you can consume bit by bit, break it down, it's not rocket science, I think social media has sort of blurred the lines of, you know, what we need and what we don't need, and what we need is so basic, you've got to remember social media and everything a part of it is, is a business, everyone's trying to sell you the next thing, next fad, the next shoes, the, you know, the next training plan, you know, break it down, go back to basics, Keep consistent and sit in the rep you are in. Sit in the day you are in. If you can't do it day by day, if you can't do it rep by rep, break it down into half reps, half days, hours, minutes, whatever it is to get through that one rep, one day, whatever it is you're doing. Again, we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much. You know, This has been a bit of a long monologue, a long talk. I did get emotional. I do apologize. But all I want to say is thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you so much for listening this far in and 
yeah, I can't wait to bring you what this year brings. And again, to finish it off, please, if you do have some spare change for Patreon, send it my way. It all goes to a better cause. It goes to funding more high-quality episodes with high-quality guests. I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much. I will see you in the near future. Thank you.